We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday new on curiosity stream how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production could napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future and how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet james burke's visionary series connections returns for a new generation Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the DraftKings PGA Tour Rainmaker Show. I'm Eric Lindquist. Excited to talk through the Tour Championship here with you. We're heading to East Lake, down to Atlanta, Georgia. We got my guy, uh, producer Mike. I'm so excited to have my guy Mike here hanging along for the ride. I'm going to be doing a solo show. I know Greg did it last week. Uh, he had Jordan Klein, though, so that's not nearly as fun as me having Mike with his Eagles hat. He's a fake Eagles fan for everybody who doesn't know. But nice to be hanging out here for uh, this episode in my garage as I'm finishing out my studio. want to get that done before NFL season. As we get started, hit that like button for me. I'm just going to be talking for 30 minutes about everything Rainmakers. Uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the football product that they have going as well, kind of get you guys prepared there because that's what I'm thinking about a lot. I bet you are too. Uh, and of course, if you have any questions about betting, if you have questions about DFS, Rainmakers, it, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's at DraftKings here for this week for the Tour Championship, I'll be happy to talk with you. And hey, I'm not the only person who, uh, well, I got Mike here too. So we're going to be crushing this. We're going to talk through all the ins and outs of this golf tournament. But to set the stage for you, we have the top 30 players in the FedEx Cup standings. You had certain players who just barely played their way in. Guys like Jordan Spieth, Sepp Straka. Then you have guys who faded towards the end. Denny McCarthy, not going to be here this week. Sad face, sad face. But if you have cards that are active here, awesome. You're going to be able to fire them all up. You're going to want to take advantage of our projections page because I do think there's going to be a lot of overlap in this event and you want to be thinking about things from a very strategic point of view. But also, there's only 30 players available and I've been talking about this since the beginning of the DraftKings Rainmakers product. I thought there was a ton of money to be made by stacking your cards and paying close attention. I was able to buy a bunch of those cards based on the top you know, the, the 28th, 29th, 30th place in those FedEx Cup standings. So I have a ton of those golfers just because I think you have an opportunity to cash by having five live golfers, period. Now, there is a couple of things you have to know about this event that makes it different than what you're looking at for every other PGA Tour event. We're also going to make a lineup here a little bit later. But uh, before we do anything else, Sign up for your promo pack if you haven't already. It's wild. You're going to guarantee yourself at least one golfer. Uh, I would go with Scotty Scheffler. He's the guy who's got the top finishing points. He's going to be extremely popular, as he should be uh, this week for Rainmakers purposes. But get yourself that promo pack and then get set for NFL here. They're dropping everything. These, these play action packs are ready to rock. So uh, if you're thinking about NFL, if you're getting in best ball drafts, if you're rocking uh, the way that I am getting ready for NFL, Sign up for that as well. Get yourself some play action promo packs there. They have preseason contests that can help you win cards for other Rainmakers events coming down the line. So 
get ready. Just get ready, friends. It's going to be awesome. But head to the lobby here. You can see producer Mike's got everything pulled up here for us. And uh, I'm very, very much looking forward to this event in a way that I don't think anybody else in the industry is. All I've heard all week long is negativity and everybody hates the way that this is structured because you have Scotty Scheffler starting at 10 under. You have Victor Hovland starting at eight under, Rory McIlroy starting at seven, all the way down. Then you have a groupings of four, three, two, one. And then there's a couple of guys starting at even par. And that's kind of where I want to begin the conversation is at the top of the board. The thing that makes this event different than every other event on the PGA Tour is you're starting under par if you're Scotty Scheffler and it, with a 10 shot lead on the bottom of the pack, a two shot lead above number two. So Scotty Scheffler, for all intents and purposes, is the most valuable card you can have here, no matter what. Because I find it so difficult with placement points, with his current ball striking. You can talk all you want about his putter, but it's so difficult for me to imagine a scenario where he's not going to be in every single major lineup that I am putting together here. There are only so many combinations that you can have over the course of this top 30. And from a DFS angle, it's even more limited because salary constraints exist. So from a Rainmaker's perspective, it does open up the board because you have the placement points. There's only so many guys that you know are going to be able to guarantee themselves 10 under, 8 under, 7 under. And Scotty Scheffler feels like he's the guy who falls into that bucket. You saw Victor Hovland go completely berserk. Scotty Scheffler still shot 66 on Sunday there at the BMW there. Olympia Fields was a great event. But Scotty Scheffler, I think he's going to be in almost everything I make. But the conversation comes down to who should we be captaining at the top of the board and that's where I'm still going to prefer my guy, Rory McIlroy. He has so much history here at East Lake. We saw him go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Scotty Scheffler last season. And it's just one of those spots you have to imagine. You have to imagine every scenario that you can where, hey, if I'm perfect in every other position on my lineup, who do I think wins this event? I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy. He's actually got shorter odds than Victor Hovland, despite starting a shot back. That should indicate to you the same way it indicates to me that this is a great event to be targeting Rory McIlroy as your captain down the line. If you're looking for one of those more contrarian pieces, I do think John Rahm becomes a very interesting case here. He's actually going for $7.25 on the secondary marketplace right now. His core card is cheaper. It's almost half as cheap as Scotty Scheffler. We're talking about $2.70 cheaper than Victor Hovland and just a dollar and 70 cents less than Rory McIlroy. Now, Rory McIlroy, if you're going to buy one card this week, he's the guy I want to prioritize. $8.95 is way too cheap for him there at this situation. Hopefully you've been utilizing him all year long. That would have been great. But I feel pretty confident in saying that if you had to start a contrarian lineup right now, John Rahm is just getting no love, even though he is finishing uh, starting fourth here in this event. His form has not been nearly as good. Faded away at Eastlake or at uh, Olympia Fields. Faded away uh, to open up uh, at this FedEx St. Jude. So I'm feeling John Rahm is going to come in underutilized as a captain as well. When I start building out my larger field GPP lineups here for Rainmakers purposes, where it's five golfers and placement points, they are going to be built in immediately. Why wouldn't I be taking some shots here on John Rahm in the captain spot? He's got that kind of upside. It's you got to blindly put the blinders on with the T31, the T37 that he's had in very limited fields here the last couple of weeks. But Putter hasn't cooperated getting back on Bermuda for him here. Uh, 
it's just going to be a spot where I think John Rom comes in lower owned than Scheffler, than Hovland, than Rory, probably even less so than Xander Shoffley in this event. And mainly because people just saw Xander Shoffley put together a pretty nice little run there on Sunday, faded away at the end, shot 68, but another top 10 for him there uh, at, uh, at the uh, BMW championship last week. He's got another just he's got a great resume here at Eastlake as well. And somebody that I find to be one of the best putters on the PGA Tour. Get hot, young man. In terms of birdie percentage, I mean, the guy's now gained strokes uh, with the flat stick in every event since the RBC Heritage. In fact, the most he's lost in an event this season is 0.1 strokes. He's got that left hand low approach. He's going out and he just looks extremely comfortable on the greens. The off the tee game can be spotty from time to time. Lost 3.1 strokes gain off the tee there. But the approach game, this is under a 7,400-yard golf course. You're going to have opportunities with irons, even from some of this rough, to put yourself in positions. It's almost like getting it on the right side of the hole to be able to have an angle to get close to some of these pins, more so than just being in the fairway. Is it going to be extremely penal there? The rough, it seems as though, yeah, you're going to be a little bit shorter than some of these other events. If they grew this Bermuda rough out, it would be kind of a disaster. But I think birdies are going to be made. And, well, he's one of them that I think could come from the back of the pack here. Xander Shoffley, a really good option here as well. Now, Bermuda specialists. This is another portion of the program for me where I look at East Lake and I look at guys like a Russell Henley, who's a Georgia product, more comfortable there on the Bermuda grass. But there's one guy way down the board, like way, way, way down the board that if you're trying to round out lineups for this week, I don't think anybody's going to have any attention on. And that is Taylor Moore, who finished 49th. Well, Hideki Matsuyama withdrew, so he finished dead last, Taylor Moore did. But now you're getting him off of the bent surface where he finished 49th at this last event. He finished fifth at the FedEx St. Jude, where he was gaining a ton of shots here. So uh, I know that this is kind of a contrarian take, but I do think Taylor Moore is one of those guys who can get you where you need to go with a crazy hot putter, with a crazy hot uh, around the green approach type game. Because again, 4.5 strokes he he gained at the FedEx St. Jude. The Wyndham, also on Bermuda, gained 7.5. And at the Rocket Mortgage, Gained 9.9, even though that wasn't on Bermuda. But that's a phenomenal type putting uh, outcome when he lost 8.7 with the flat stick at the BMW Championship. So I'm writing that off completely, trying to just eradicate him from my mind. But I think he sets up kind of nicely, kind of nicely as an extreme contrarian type play here. Again, also won the Valspar earlier this season. Uh, I think you can sense a trend. Bermuda grass throwing it out there guys so Bermuda specialist Russell Henley uh he's definitely the more noted of the two guys that I was just talking about uh no doubt about it extreme consistency feel pretty good about Russell Henley back in Georgia as well uh hasn't been here since 2017 which is pretty wild because he's been a pretty consistent performer on the PGA Tour you go back to his 2021 had a really nice summer uh had a great beginning of the season with a third at the Honda ninth at the RBC Heritage and wouldn't you know it both of those are on Bermuda grass as well. Gained 9.6 with the flat stick at the Wyndham. Gained 2.1 uh, strokes gained with the flat stick at the FedEx St. Jude. That is that equivalent of a second and a sixth. Now, he lost a little bit at the BMW Championship. But again, you go from Bent to Bermuda. It's a drastic difference. Anybody who plays golf understands that. And the fact that there are these pronounced splits is not that surprising to me for certain players, especially when you talk about the heat of competition and a golf course that can play as difficult, even though it didn't look like it, as what Olympia Fields can be. 
Uh, I like the all-around game here for Russell Henley in this spot. Love seeing everybody here in the chat. Smack that like button for me. Would really, really appreciate it. Now, in terms of mid-range players, I kind of went to the bottom of the barrel. We covered the top to begin this show. Lucas Glover is going to be a hot button topic because his cards are going for $3.19. And again, if you're joining in late, you missed the wave of his first two wins. But there's a Ryder Cup incentive for a guy like Lucas Glover where Justin Thomas, maybe he gets in on just pedigree and what he's done in the past in Ryder Cups. But Lucas Glover has an opportunity to make a statement here. And I haven't been on Lucas Glover pretty much at all, uh, even though, again, you kind of needed him for those two events where he just went completely berserk. But this revamped flat stick, it's a very, very positive thing here for him. And now getting onto his preferred surface again, one at the Wyndham, 4.9 he gained with the putter, which is insane for somebody who battled the yips like him. And then 3.1 at the FedEx St. Jude. But I'm also seeing pretty good results in other events that I wouldn't have expected him to put that well. The Rocket Mortgage gained 5.4, finished fourth, 3.6 at the John Deere. And I know I'm talking about putting a lot for this, but it's one of the really pronounced differences in terms of splits because your iron play, yeah, maybe it feels a little bit different in terms of turf interaction, but you're not going to have those Bermuda and bent grass type splits. They're going to show up around the green, the way that you're hitting your chip shots. They're going to show up with the putter. And we know his ball striking is as immaculate as it gets. He's been positive with the irons in every event since the Travelers in the middle of this summer. He's gained 6.1, 4, 10, 9.1, ridiculous outcomes in a bunch of his recent events with those irons. And you combine that with a putter that's now functional, and not only functional, but kind of a weapon of sorts for him, especially on this Bermuda grass surface. Struggled last week, 1.8 there. But another guy I'm just having a short memory about, even though I didn't play him last week or for his wins, but I'm going to be buying Lucas Glover here in this spot. I think he makes a strong case for Ryder Cup consideration. I think he can play himself into a really nice spot here. What is he starting? Five under? Uh, Pretty wild to see him going for $3, $3.15, considering there's only four golfers who have a better starting score than him. Scheffler, Hovland, McElroy, and Rahm. So I'm going to, and I know this sounds insane, have him as a captain in a lot of my large field GPP lineups. You get those built-in strokes. His putter's been positive. I'm making a pretty strong stance on Lucas Glover this week for the better, hoping people hit eject after one bad week on a surface that's just not his favorite. So there you go, friends. There's your hot take. Lucas Glover from the clouds. That would be awfully enjoyable for me this week. Uh, can I get a little bit of that form back, please? And, you know, that'd be that'd be great. Now, the last guy in terms of splits, because, again, this is a lot of how I'm building and trying to come up with cases for being different. Sam Burns, Bermuda Burns. He's my guy. Hot, cold. Yes, no. It's like a Katy Perry song with Sam Burns. He's going to be a huge buy for me this week. Just a dollar and 69 cents. You're going to see him play a couple of events coming down the end of the season, too. I doubt he plays the Fortinet. Maybe he does. Max Homa played it last year. Ended up winning in ridiculous fashion there. Uh, that was that was insane. Chips in and then three putt by uh, Masters champion. Can't even remember his name off the top of my head right now, but here we go. Sam Burns, $1.69 there in the core. T15 last week. T52 the week before, which is extremely disappointing considering he's had great success at the FedEx St. Jude. So uh, another guy that 
the form shows up out of nowhere from time to time. And he's probably the one piece on the outside looking in, according to odds over at DraftKings, of guys where could he play himself into Ryder Cup consideration this week? He could also play himself out of Ryder Cup consideration this week. If he has a bad week, it makes Zach Johnson's life a lot easier. But I don't think Sam Burns wants that. He's going to be locked in. He's probably going to be feeling it a little bit more than most guys around that track. And yeah, Sepp Straka, the last guy to throw into the mix, $1.89, another Georgia Bulldog. I brought him up a million times here on this program. You're seeing the approach numbers for him just skyrocket. He's probably one of the better iron players on tour relative to expectations. It hasn't been as good relative to this field because you're talking about the best players in the world. Scheffler, Glover, Rom, Morikawa. I can't believe I put Glover in that mix, but I'm looking at my model. He's the second uh, guy that I have listed in my model this week. He's also second in terms of strokes gain approach, but uh, going to be more middle of the pack here amongst them, but uh, a surface that he's also going to be familiar with. And I'm sure he has some familiarity with the golf course being a Georgia Bulldog. So don't think him coming from complete unknown to this situation is going to affect him all that much. I'm also going to be forced into playing him in a rare contest uh, somewhere because I have 12 rare cards available for this. I'm going to buy uh, probably a couple more here. You need four of those. Uh, for each one of those, but um, I have double Sepp Straka, so I got to break it up in some capacity there out of my 12 cards to be able to make that work. Uh, looking forward, though, to Sepp Straka being another contrarian piece that I think uh, makes a lot of sense here this week. Uh, my God, we got a lot of people hanging out here in the chat. We're, what, 15 minutes down? Gave you the quick and easy there for the Rainmakers. If you guys have questions if you have anything that you want to know about this golf course specifically, we can talk about some skill sets that really make sense when you're trying to evaluate it. We can talk some game theory because, again, there's going to be some massive, massive overlap when we start talking about building out lineups for Rainmakers purposes where there's only five. But the nice thing, as opposed to DFS, is that there are no salary cap constraints. So you could start with five bottom-of-the-barrel guys hoping they just completely go berserk. You could do that in DFS too, but you can't jam five expensive guys over in DFS. We're here. You can play Scheffler, Rom, Hovland, McElroy together. And in fact, I'm going to be looking at doing that in at least a lineup or two, but I want to be spreading it out to get a little bit different. I want to find that one piece of differentiation in probably every single lineup where I know that I have a better chance. I have a much better chance at avoiding that duplication. So I'm going to find a couple of ways uh, to do that here with my builds as well. Um, bought these guys weeks ago. Glad I invested. Obi-Wan, he got the Burns. I've been talking about Sam Burns a million times. Winner of the match play. I almost took down the core contest uh, that week for that. That would have been a lot of fun. Uh, just like almost took down everything last week in UFC until Alhamain Sterling just decided to not exist. He no longer exists to me. I do not like him, Sam. I am. Uh, let's talk a little bit here, friends, about how I'm going to go about building my core lineup here. And looking at our projections, we have a top player probability of 28.2% for Scotty Scheffler. He is the guy. Top five per probability of 60.5%. But I talked about it before. Rory McIlroy, in my single entry lineup for this week and the VOD that I'm going to be covering tomorrow, Rory McIlroy is going to be the captain. There's no way around it. 17.5% top player probability, 51.1% top five probability, and you've seen it multiple weeks, even last week at the BMW, where Scotty Scheffler was almost double, more than double, Rory McIlroy's captain ownership in that core contest. 
As you went down to the rare contest, though, which I also am going to be building out some lineups for, Scotty Scheffler is always that one piece in that people add to the fray because the card is cheaper and the four other rares are different. And I'm going to have Rory as my captain in that as well. So I'm looking forward to it. Going to be awesome, my friends. Going to be awesome to have Rory McIlroy in your captain spot if you have those cards and if you have them available. Now, Victor Hovland in our projections as we're working our way downtown, walking fast, faces passing him homebound, 12.5% top probability, 10 to 1, though, at sportsbooks. And this is this is the other part of this. There are two different marketplaces this week. If you're looking at DraftKings Sportsbook, you're going to have a 72-hole market where it's everybody as if they were playing a regular golf tournament where everybody starts at even par, and you go out and you play, and you compete against it. I find Victor Hovland to be more of an intriguing play for the other marketplace, and that's where they start with the strokes here, mainly because you have Scheffler and Rory rightfully gaining a lot of that steam. And Victor Hovland, he put together a ridiculous final round, but we've kind of seen this form from him. He has that capability all the time. Also an Oklahoma State guy. He's played East Lake. They've, they've inter- integrated East Lake into the college game a little bit more over on the Golf Channel, if you've ever seen that. Know that he had had an appearance in that uh, before his USAM victory, then turned pro, and, well, rest is history. But he actually lost around the green at the BMW Championship, but he's gained 1.6 at the FedEx St. Jude around the green. He, the weakest part of his game, chipping, always has been. It's much improved on Bermuda. 1.6 strokes gained around the green. You look at the Wells Fargo, the PGA Championship, Spots like, uh, so like PGA this year wasn't on Bermuda, but the Memorial on Bent gained 0.9, US Open 3.2. I'm seeing some really good around the green game signs for him. And if everything is in order there, he's a great putter. He's a great driver of the golf ball, elite driver of the golf ball. Maybe not the eye-popping distance and height and trajectory of a Rory McIlroy, but he's only lost strokes with that driver in one event all year long since the Century Tournament of Champions. And I hardly even count that because that's another very limited field event. So you're feeling pretty good if you've got uh, Victor Hovland cards coming into this week. I think he's another guy that I'm going to be utilizing in that single entry contest. Probably not in my captain spot, but 38.5% top five probability. That's another piece of chalk that I'm comfortable eating. So if I'm playing Rory and the captain, and if I'm going to play Scheffler and Hovland, who is that piece of differentiation? I got to have at least one of them in my last two pieces. I think one of them for me is going to be Tommy Fleetwood. I think just stands out for me as a single entry type play. Familiarity with the golf course. Check. Not a first timer there. Also starting to really see some strong uh, off the tee numbers where he's just going to put himself in positions to attack pins. We've seen him play difficult golf course as well. U.S. Opens, RBC, Canadian. uh, That was a shootout, but uh, completely all with the putter there. I feel pretty confident coming off of a third at the FedEx St. Jude where he gained 5.4 with the putter, gained 9.2 RBC Canadian, 1.2 at the PGA, but 2.2 at the Wells Fargo. There you go. Another Bermuda grass track. I really like Tommy Fleetwood as a point of differentiation. He's not starting so far back at three under that I don't think he can't make it up in terms of birdies because a birdie's going, I mean, birdies are going to be extremely valuable and you're going to obviously finish up there. But even if he makes a double or two, hits it in the water on, you know, number uh, eight, it is now. It used to be the former number 17 because they flipped the nines, rightfully so. But I think Tommy Fleetwood is going to have a lot of birdie opportunities with the way that he puts the, I mean, he's just going to play placement with the driver 
And then the putter. If we can spike something there, I think he's going to be a very high upside op- option that I don't think gets combined with those top three players the way that other guys will. Lindy sets the market. Look at me go. Prices just went up on Victor and Scotty card. Yeah, because I bought one while we were talking. That was an enjoyable thing. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I can buy them too. Got the Burns. I love the Sam Burns play, but I'm probably not going to be going to him as my final piece of my single entry lineup. If you want to see exactly what it looks like tomorrow, because again, I'm going to be just firing this up again in VOD form for you. Come hang out. Check that out here on the Stochastic YouTube channel. I'm going to be happy to do that. Talk through it with you. Also kind of talk about anything that's changed in terms of prices, because that's definitely going to occur. All right, y'all. What do we got going? Zippy moving the market. Go, go me, Obi-Wan. Go me. Empire Jeff, good to see you as well. Uh, we got producer Mike here also just crushing the game. Thank you for all the screen sharing, my guy. I feel like I'm just up here talking for 23 minutes. I feel like I'm recording my Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks over on the Odd Shopper channel. You can check that out every single Monday through Friday as well. little shameless plug. Might as well throw that in there. Let's go to the Players tab, Mike, if we could. I want to go to the Players tab and round out our show this way because you will be able to see this for the football market, for the UFC market, and then for the PGA Tour. And yes, UFC cards went live there at 10 a.m. for the fight night this weekend. Going to be a pretty wild uh, start time for that one going on. But you're able to get your game sets based on exactly the event that's occurring that week. And you can see uh, UFC does a great job of being able to just click on that. You can compare the prices of cards. Max Holloway going to be $4.74. You can see the exact number owned in total. As you move to the football, you're able to see that as well, where, well, they have the rookie cards that are the main ones that are out right now. So those are the ones that are on the marketplace as it stands. So pay close attention to that. Um, They do have last year's cards. Yeah, they're starting to integrate more and more from the play action set. That's awesome because I hadn't seen that yet. Uh, Make sure you go to the game sets there. They're going to have things live for you to take a look at it for preseason. They have 16 games on Thursday. So if you haven't checked out the football product for Rainmakers, Thursday is a gigantic, gigantic day to go and try to win yourself some uh, some uh, some dollars and some cards specifically. Some of these NFTs for Rainmakers uh, 2023, it is. I had to remember what year it is for the NFL season. Get yourself in some of those preseason contests. But of course, we're talking PGA and I go to the game set and I go to the tour championship in the same way we were just comparing everybody. And I, I think this is something I've wanted to talk about on this program for a long time but haven't really gotten the opportunity. Let's look at the total number of cards in circulation in the core for these players, because I think you're going to see a couple of players that I'm interested in large field tournaments purely because they're underutilized for Rainmakers purposes. Now, we only have 28 players that are available for this week's event. You have no Jordan Spieth. You have no Ricky Fowler for Rainmakers purposes, but Ray McElroy. John Rom, Scotty Scheffler, Xander Shoffley, and Colin Morikawa. Those are all guys that you would have to start your packs with. And therefore, you can see there's a lot more of them that are owned than any other group of golfer here. And number of total in circulation, you can see that as well. You know by default that they're going to be the highest owned players. They're also the best players, so it shouldn't surprise anybody. Colin Morikawa, probably going to be underutilized. Xander Shoffley, not enough people own that card. think he's a great contrarian captain option for this week as well. But I want to go to the bottom of the board because there's one player that I've purposely left out other than Lucas Glover, who 
I'm in love with for Rainmaker's purposes this week. I'm definitely going to take some long shot darts on him as a captain. That putter, it is massively improved. But Wyndham Clark, this is one other guy that I'm pretty positive he's going to be on this Ryder Cup team no matter what. But Wyndham Clark, $2.95 for his core card. He, Grio, and Glover have the lowest number of circulation of any golfers, period. If you go to that far right tab there, Mike, and you click on total, and you just group them top to bottom, click on the total up there at the top. Check it out, friends. Oh, my goodness. 1,000 or 16,000 cards of them. They have almost, well, they have less than 20% of the allocation that Rory, Rom, Scheffler, Xander, and Colin Morikawa do. That by default means fewer people are going to roster them in the captain. They are phenomenal, phenomenal contrarian captain options. And, and you have the opportunity to play them in bulk. And I think that there is a reason that they're a little bit more expensive than you might think at $2.95, where some of these middle of the board guys, middle of circulation, a Taylor Moore, who I do like as a contrarian piece, uh, Corey Connors, Sung JM back on Bermuda, another Bermuda splits guy. There are some opportunities to differentiate your lineups on Rainmakers easier, I believe, than in traditional DFS. I'm going to be playing more Rainmakers than I play DFS for the first time all season long. And it's all because I've been gearing up for this specific event to be able to be contrarian. And one of the easiest ways I know how to do that is to simply take golfers where there are less cards available, fewer people own them, and I'm able to roster them knowing that I'm getting a lower-owned golfer than any of these other top studs. And hey, the top studs, they are the most likely guys. It's further shown in our projections, but it's opportunity relative to their chance of finishing up to the top, of which I just think they're completely under-owned. So I'm going to be going after them. Would strongly recommend you to integrate them into your lineups as well. You don't have to make as strong of a stand as me. It's a little bit of an opportunity cost thing, but I'm feeling pretty confident that that's the right way to build lineups this week. And I think the best format to play DFS this week is in the Rainmakers product. So if you haven't gotten your free starter pack, go to that link below, check it out. It is fantastic stuff to be able to get guaranteed Scotty Scheffler or guaranteed Rory McIlroy and be able to build out around them for less than $15 because people are unloading their cards. You can then, for less than 20 bucks, build out more of a functional lineup to win this event than what a lot of people are going to be putting in blindly. And serial number will matter to a certain extent if you're going to be playing all of the studs, so be aware of that. But I'm going to be looking for differentiation in terms of my lineup building, and it should be easier to do over on the Rainmakers product. All righty, y'all. I don't think there's any crazy questions going on here. We like it. Bought a few. The chalks. Yeah, we've talked through as much as we can here for East Lake. To recap, love Rory McIlroy for the captain. I think a very underowned uh, Bermuda splits guys uh, across the board, whether it's Russell Henley or uh, you know Taylor Moore, as sick as I'm going to be here with that one, where you're getting him back on his preferred surface. I think these are great opportunities to invest. And of course, my dude, Sam Burns. If Sam Burns wants to go nuts, that would make me very, very happy. But Lucas Glover, my favorite play for the entire week. He's got the lowest number of circulated cards, period, of anybody in this event. He's kind of playing well, kind of won two events here. Uh, and the putter is working for the first time in a long time. Guys, that does it for me. Thank you so much for checking out the, the, the video. I'm going to be breaking it down 
in VOD form from my studio, hopefully. We'll take a look. Should be a lot of fun. From my studio a little bit later on as I get out of the garage. My wife isn't mad at me, I promise. Thank you, Mike. Uh, best of luck to your Eagles, and I do not mean that in any way, shape, or form this NFL season. Check out all the great things. UFC, football, and PGA Tour Rainmakers. Awesome stuff, awesome product. Let's get out of here. I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck at the Tour Championship this weekend. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more.